are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Of our generous series. Uh, for those of you who are new here, um, just catch you up for a moment. Once a year, someone say once a year, we take a few weeks and we talk about money and finances and how it relates to our life and we go to God's Word. God's Word has a lot to say about our finances. Actually, there are over 2,000 scriptures in the Old and New Testament that talk about money, how to manage it, what are we to do with our money, how can we help others with our finances. And so this is uh, the last installment of this series. If you weren't able to be here with us, I encourage you to catch up on the website, the podcast, all the messages are on there. Today I want to take a step forward and I want to talk about this, becoming a generous giver. Can you say that with me? Becoming a generous giver. One more time, church. Becoming a generous giver. Our theme scripture for this series is found in Proverbs 11, 24, and 25. I love this scripture. Uh, The world of the generous gets what? And larger. But the world of the who? Oh, hit your neighbor and say, that ain't you, is it? It gets smaller and so narrow-minded when you're selfish with all your stuff. Like, you didn't even want to share your pecan pie this week, did you? Anyway, moving right along. The one who blesses others is what? Abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. I love this scripture because it it really tells uh, one of our core values here at Fuel Church, and it's this. We will lead the way with irrational generosity. We are a church that will lead the way. We are a people who will lead the way with irrational generosity because of this. We believe it's better to give than to receive. Jesus said that. He said it's better to give than to receive. As Jesus followers, this is what we do. We love to be conduits of blessings to others. We, we, we love to help out other people maybe who are struggling. Maybe they made some bad choices in their life. Have you ever made a bad choice? Did you ever need help financially at some point in your life, right? And you were thankful that someone came along and helped you. We, we, we believe this as Jesus followers, that we're called to help others. We believe that we're called to help God's house. And we also believe that it's so freeing, so freeing when money and things don't control us. No, no, they don't control us. We control it. As Jesus followers, this is what we found out in this series, that, that, that so many people are controlled by money. And Jesus talked about it. He said, hey, don't have a love for money. It's really the root of all evil. It's when, when you're obsessed, when you live for the almighty dollar instead of the almighty God. When you're obsessed with things, when things have you, he said, don't don't have that. He said, I want you to be blessed. I want you to have things, but it's not just for you. It's for others. Someone say others. And that's why so many people, their world is so small because they live in the world of the stingy. They they take all they can get. They can all they can get. Can, right? 
They, they, they hoard it. They hold it. They never give. They always take. And that's a very, very sad life to live in. As Jesus followers, we're compelled by God and his word to be the exact opposite. We're called to be generous in our lives, in every area of our lives, right? And so we've been learning on what it means to live this generous life. This generous life reflecting the heart of an abundantly good God so that we can be a blessing to people all around our lives. We've seen that many of you in here desire to bless others and to to help others who are in need, but there's this gap between your intentions and your reality. And so that's why in this whole series, we've been talking about a lot of different things. Like a few weeks ago, we talked about how to get out of debt. I mean, so many people are living on credit cards. And so our desire as a church is to help you in every area of your life when it comes to your finances, right? And how to talk to your spouse about money. Get quiet up in this church. First 10 years of our marriage, we didn't talk about it. That's why we was messed up. I didn't want to talk. I just want to act like the money's there. Just slide that car, a little plastic surgery here, here, there, and everywhere. We've been learning this. And so today I want to take a step forward and I want us to look at three ways in the Bible that we can give generously. And as we do, I want you to remember this quote that we've been zeroing in on all all month long. It's this, the secret of living is giving. Giving. And, And yes, this is a financial series, but that can go in every area of your life. Some of you know people, man, they're always giving. They're always giving a hug. They're always giving love. They're always giving their leftover turkey meal. Come on, somebody. They're always giving something. They they have this life, this generous life. They want to help people. They want to give. They want to give, give, and give. And that's the secret to, to, to living. It's giving. That's where your true fulfillment comes. And some of us have never experienced that in our life because we've been told just to take, 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 save, save, save. It's just for us four and no more. Right? But the Bible says different. And so we believe the Bible here. Do you believe it? And so we've been going to God's word. So I want to give you three ways that Jesus followers give. Number one, they give spontaneously. They give spontaneously. They give spontaneously. There will be a time in your life when you see a need, when you see somebody that needs something. You didn't wake up planning to give to them, but all of a sudden you are moved with compassion to give to that individual. You hear? Um, You didn't plan it. You didn't plan on being a blessing. You didn't plan on it, but you seen a need and you decided to somehow help meet that need. A lot of you do that here at Fuel Church. A few years ago, there was a tornado that went right through this neighborhood over here. And we have many people that live in that neighborhood. And, and I came up one Sunday right after a hit. And I said, hey, we're going to help out that neighborhood. Actually, we were already there this weekend. And, you know, if you want to help out, you can give towards it. And you guys gave towards it. And guess what we did? We left our mark on this neighborhood over here that today, two years later, they're still talking about Fuel Church. Victor and Tina, who attend this church, their house was one of them that got hit. And was, we kind of made his house the outpost. And we came in with, I don't know, 40, 50 Papa John pizzas that day and bottled water and all his neighbors came around. We fed them all. We're going around helping pick up degree. We gave spontaneously. We, we didn't know we were going to be in that position. You came, some of you came to church that Sunday and you didn't plan on it, but you gave towards that outreach to help those families. And people are still talking. People came to our church because of that. 
because of our generosity. Maybe for you, it's you're around the holidays and you see someone you haven't seen in a while and you know they got needs and, and you know, man, I, I could help somewhere. I can't do everything, but maybe I could do something. And you, and you help meet that need. Maybe you're walking by the red little tin bucket can or whatever it's called and you, you throw in some money. Maybe it's a single mom you know about who, who needs some help and uh, you didn't plan on it, but spontaneously you're, you're prompted to help somebody. Maybe you're at Starbucks getting your $20,000 coffee. Wow. Got to get a mortgage for that. And you're prompted to pay for somebody behind you that you do not know. You give spontaneously. See, many of you do that in here. Many of you give spontaneously. Maybe you're at the restaurant and you see a family and you're prompted by God to, to just pay for their meal. You give spontaneously. This is a way in the Bible that um, a man gave. And uh, Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. You remember it. There was a man that was beaten and left on the side of the road. And he was bleeding and left for death to die. And a couple of church people walked by. And they looked at him. And they said, nah, that, that looks like a mess right there. I'm going to keep walking. The Bible says then a Good Samaritan walked by. And he said, I'm going to do something about this. I didn't plan on it. I didn't wake up this morning saying I'm going to be generous. I'm not, I didn't wake up this morning saying I'm going to help somebody, but I feel to help this man who has been left to dead. And the Bible says that he helped this man. He bandaged him up. He put him on his donkey or he put him in his Honda Accord. Well, the Bible says the disciples were in all, all in one accord. That's the best I got today. It's a touchy subject. That's the best I got. Um, And he took him to the hotel and he paid for it. Then look at Luke 10, 35. The next day he took out two denarii. He took out some money. He gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you have. What did this guy do? Well, he didn't wake up that day and say, I'm going to do something. I'm going to help somebody. But he did wake up saying, I'm available. He did wake up living this with this sense of urgency that I am available. That if I need to be spontaneous to help somebody, I'm available to do that. Right? As Jesus followers, I encourage you to give spontaneously. But please don't just give spontaneously. Um, Don't stop there. There are many other ways that you can give. Many of you give spontaneously. Many of you. Many of you throughout your life, you've helped people without anybody knowing. The Bible says you don't need to tell everybody when you're given. That's between you and God. Many of you help out family members who are struggling. You help out people in your life that are going through stuff. Right? How many have ever had the joy of giving spontaneously? How many would like to have the joy of giving spontaneously? If you have a five or 10 or 20 in your pocket, pull it out real quick. No, I'm serious. I'm going to give you the joy of giving spontaneously. No, no, it, I am. Watch, watch this. Come here, Ashley. I want you to say hi to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Ashley is seven months clean. And... Yeah, that's what this church is all about. 
Step up here. And, and she is in a faith, faith-based rehabilitation center in Kentucky right now, along with her husband, who is five months clean. And, and that's what this church is all about, really. It's about people like Ashley. She, she was attending here before she was clean, but she felt welcome here. And I don't care what you're struggling with. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're bound by. I don't care if you're high as a kite right now. You're welcome in this church. You're welcome. So she's in Kentucky. Her husband's in Kentucky. They're finding freedom in Christ. Christ. She told me in the back, she said, it's so amazing to... See what Jesus can do, how he can break the chains of years and years of addiction. Her and her husband are there. They have three girls, three little girls. So take out that money and let's take care of the girls for Christmas. You want to give spontaneously? You want to see the joy of giving spontaneously? Bring me a bucket. We didn't plan this. Bring me a bucket, guys. I know. I didn't tell you to bring it. I didn't prompt you, but bring it now. take Take out some cash and put it in here. And come up right here. And we're going to take care of her three daughters for Christmas. She didn't know I was going to do this. The Lord told me to do it right here. And go ahead and shake her hand when you come up and tell her she's making the greatest decision of her life. Yeah. Some of you are experiencing the joy of the very first time of giving spontaneously. This is what Jesus followers do. We give spontaneously. Yeah, you can hug her. You can love on her. That's an awesome accomplishment. These three little girls are going to be taken care of at Christmas because of you. Yep. This is what the church is about right here. See this? This is what it's about right here. Right here. If you can't give, that's fine. Come up and hug her neck if you can. When's the last time you've been to a church service like this? <laughs> kind of cool, huh? Kind of neat that you can be a part of giving spontaneously to encourage a couple with three kids that, hey, we believe in you. We believe in you. And the worst is over and the best is yet to come. The worst is over and the best is yet to come for Ashley. The worst is over and the best is yet to come. Yeah. It's what we do as Jesus followers. We lead the way, the rational generosity. And I want to tell you, each and every one of you, you keep spreading the word in this community that we're here for the addicts. Stand up, both of you. Stand up. Set free by the power of Christ. This couple right here. Set free from years of addiction. When when you guys came to this church, when you came to this church, you were bound by addiction. Bound. I could see it in your eyes. Now you're free in Christ. Look at this. Right here. This couple right here. We will always be a house for the hurting and the broken. Not for everyone who's got it together. 
This is not a country club for the perfect. This is a hospital for the broken. And let it be known to everybody in this city, that's what this house is for. We have a calling on our life. This church has a calling. We're for broken people and people who want to help fix broken people. Come on. And the reality is this. Some of us who want to help broken people are still broken ourselves. We're still broken ourselves, but we know how far God has brought us. And we're forever grateful how he's healed us. Wasn't that awesome? You gave spontaneously right there. Right there. That, that didn't happen at the 915, but it happened right there. It happened right there. And you can do that in your life. You can do that. You can, isn't that cool? Man, I'm so excited. I don't even want to finish the message, but I guess let's keep going. So we give spontaneously, number one. Number two, we give strategically. As Jesus followers, living this generous life, we plan to be generous. We plan it. Um, some of you may be thinking, I wish I could give more. Well, you, you could if you plan it. You could if you, see, everyone has a giving plan, but most people don't have a good one. Did you hear me? Everyone has a giving plan, but most people don't have a good one. We give when we can, but if we plan it, we can do so much more. And we mainly hit that last, last week in our message. We, we talked about how, as Christ followers, we plan to bring the tithe back to God's house. We, we, we plan it. We budget it. It's, it's in our conversation as husband and wife. We don't give him the last. We give him the first. And we plan to put God first in that area of our life. It's strategic. It's planned out to tithe in our budget. I heard this story um, about two men who were in a, a plane crash. And they hit a deserted island. And they're on this deserted island. And, and the one guy's like, we're going to die. We're going to die. And the other guy's like, no, we're not. I make 10000 a week. We're not going to die. And the guy's freaking out. He's like, no, you don't understand. Nobody's going to know we're out here. We're all alone in the middle of this deserted island, water all around us. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And the guy said, I make $10,000 a week. The guy's like, how's that going to help us right now? We're on an island. There's, there's no one here, no, no one to hear that you make $10,000 a week. The guy went on, he said, we're going to die, we're going to die. Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I'm dying this way on a deserted island. What, I, I can't believe my family's going to remember me as this. And the guy said, we are not going to die on this island. I make 10000 a week and I'm a tither. My pastor will find me. <laughs> That's the best I got today, folks. We're going to find you. You can hide your kid. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Moving right along. Uh, I love what Isaiah 32 8 says about generous people. Look at this. But generous people do what? Plan. They, they plan to do what is what? And they stand firm in their generosity. They stand firm. Well, when I get rich, when I get in a certain uh, amount of money in my bank, no, it's not about how much money you got. It's a spirit. It's a heart of generosity. There are people in this church who make $25,000, $30,000 a year who are some of the most generous people that I know. Because God is not looking at equal giving. He's looking at equal sacrifice. He's looking at people who have a heart of giving and say, God, you've been so good to me. I can't help but to help someone else. 
huh? They, they, they plan it. Most of us, when it comes to money, we just plan to spend it. <laughs> Hello, hashtag Black Friday. <laughs> we plan it. We plan it. Now, now, my wife and I have been having a conversation because I, I want a new TV for Christmas. I haven't had a new TV for 10 years. I need the 4K in my life. <laughs> I, I, I need it. I, I believe it'll bless me. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and my TV is 10 years old, and you can imagine. And uh, um, it, it works fine, but I really need the 4K. And, uh, and so we've been talking, and, and, she, it, it, and so, so we, we, we planning out what we're giving to this because we always... We always sow a significant seed into heart for the house. And, and, and she's like, you know, hey, you know, I know what TV you got your eye on. And how much is that? I always know what she's thinking when she said, how much was that again? Wait, I just told you 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, that's a clue. That's a warning sign. And, uh, and uh, so I said, you know what? I'm not going to get that one. I'm going to go down. I'm going to downgrade a little bit and get this other one. And uh, because we're, we're planning. We're planning how we're going to be generous, and, and, and uh, I believe that God wants us to be generous in our heart for the house offering, and so I'm not going to get the TV I wanted. Um, but praise God, I'm believing for a Cyber Monday sale. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm believing that TV I want is going to drop about 200. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to be able to get the TV I want, but because we're planning, because we're, and we, communi- we actually talk about money, it's crazy. You should try it instead of yelling, instead of where did it all go? <laughs> McDonald's, Burger King, come on somebody, pizza. You, you, you should try to plan. You, you should talk about it. You, you should have a plan for your money or your money will have a plan for where it's going to go. Anyway, so generous people, they do what? Number one, they give spontaneously. Are you still feeling good about that? Number two, they give strategically. And the last point, and I'm out of your way. They give sacrificially. Generous people, they give sacrificially. Um, there are many stories in the Bible, many. I can't get to all of them, but I'll just get to one about sacrificial giving. The one is found in Mark chapter 12, verse 41, 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offering were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple. Talk about intimidating. Jesus is looking what you're giving in the offering. Like he's sitting there watching the buckets, Right? <laughs> Like, yo, back off, JC. Anyway, and many rich people threw in large amounts. Verse 42, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Jesus calling his disciples said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Two things stand out to me here. Number one, Jesus watched their giving. Jesus watches over our giving. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it in our lives. There's scriptures we talked about last week about bringing the tithe. That's his word, right? So he's watching over our giving. Amen? That encourages me. Number two, Jesus didn't stop her. I love that because even though she didn't have a lot, Jesus did not want to rob her of the blessing of giving. And he celebrated her sacrificial giving to all the other people there, the disciples and all the rich people that were there. He celebrated her sacrificial giving. She gave more than anybody else. She gave more than anybody else. Question, church. 
When is the last time you received the massive blessing of giving sacrificially? No, I didn't say it wrong. When is the last time you received the massive blessing of giving sacrificially? Hmm? Have you ever? Have you ever given and it challenged you? Have you ever given and it hurt? <laughs> Come on, there's sometimes I've given, I'm like, mm, I don't want to, but I know, God, you told me to. Have you, ever, have you ever not wanted to give, but you know the Spirit of God is asking you, hey, bless so-and-so, hey, do this for them, and I'll take care of your house? One thing I've learned about God in all these years serving him, you cannot outgive God. What you make happen for his house, he'll make happen for yours. It's just in the Bible. I mean, there's so many scriptures about it. But just think about that. Think about that. I'm going to be clear for just a moment. I want to ask each of you to do something. Would you ask God this question in your heart, in your heart? Would you ask God this question? How can I be a generous giver? I get it. Some of you weren't raised in an environment, in a home that, that was generous. This is new to you. We have a lot of new people to church here. I get it. I get it. You weren't taught what it means to give. But, but ask God this question. How can I be a generous giver? And start there. He'll show you. It may be a coworker that's struggling. It may be someone in your family that you don't want to give to, but you hear God saying, bless them. It may be your mother-in-law. Someone got the word. I don't know who it is, but will you ask God? Will you ask God how you can live this generous life? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen to this, and I'm closing. Find you a church. Find you a church. If not here, if not here, find you a church that you believe in. Find you a church whose vision you can connect with. If not here, find you one. The church for which Jesus gave his life for. The church which is the hope of the world. The local expression of God's love here on earth. Find you a church that you can give towards. You can tie to. You can serve at. Find you a church you can get planted in. Find you a church that you can stand beside. Give somewhere. If not here, that's fine. But find you a church somewhere. Because the greatest fulfillment in your life will be when you give yourself to God's church in every area of your life. When you serve it, when you're able to tithe and be a part of 1,300 people coming to Christ so far. When you're able to see your kids grow in the word and see them learn scriptures and Bible verses. When you're able to see your teenagers growing in the things of God. When your marriage gets restored, find you a church like that. If not here, find you one. And I'm telling you, God will blow your mind when you get planted and you begin to serve and you begin to live this generous life. I know people here, we could bring a lot of them on the stage, who, who they found their place here, and God has transformed every area, not just their finances, but their marriage was healed. Their kids were healed. Their prodigal sons and daughters came back home to the Lord, all because of the expression of God's love here on earth called the local church. Find you a church. If not here, that's fine. There's 180 churches in our community. Find you one. Because you'll never receive the fulfillment and the joy of giving 
until you get planted and start serving and start honoring God with your tithe and offering. There, there's just nothing like it. There's just nothing like it. it just, it's really undescribable at times to say how much fulfillment you get when you serve God's people. When you help people that are struggling like you were five, ten years ago. When you're a part of a story. When you're out in the community going to different battered women's homes and just giving love back. There's not, nothing like it. I don't, I don't need to hit the lottery. I already hit it. I already hit it, guys. There's no joy in giving back. Don't be a stingy person. Your world is so small. It's only about you and your house. But the world of the generous, man, it gets larger and larger. Your eyes are open. Wow. There's so much more to life than just me and my issues and my problems. You stop being self-focused and self-centered and selfish. And you start seeing there's other people who are hurting. There are other people who are worse than me. There's other marriages that are struggling worse. There's other kids who are in worse condition than my kids. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. I invite you to this world. It's the world God has for you. It's the world God intends for you to live in. Because here we will lead the way with irrational generosity. We'll give to people that can never repay us. We'll give to people even if they never step foot in this church. Why? Because that's what God asked us to do. That's what he asked us to do. Not a preacher. God did. He asked us. He said, you know what? There's a special reward when you take care of the widow, the orphans, and the poor. That's what the Bible says. There's a special reward. He said, I'll take care of you when you take care of those people. Oh, we've made a great impact within our community and our world, but we're just getting started, church. We're just getting started. God is raising up men and women who are living this generous life. Would you bow your heads with me? Close your eyes. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you to find a good local church. If, if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.